Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Teen Whisper Show, a podcast for podcasters. This podcast will teach you about content creation, marketing, guest collaboration, and how you can build a full-on business through podcasting. Now, let's go to our host, Jeffrey Bukathy. Hey, Francisca. Welcome to the show. It's really awesome that you are here right now. But first of all, I need to apologize for not taking you on to the show before that on the day that we actually scheduled. And I'm really sad that I was actually a part of your dramatic experience <laughs> during that day. But uh, yeah, thanks so much again for considering me and hopping onto the show. So please tell a little bit about yourself and your podcasting career so far. Sure, Jeffrey, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's an honor for me because I'm coming on to a podcasting podcast about podcasting. So I think it's my first for this. So me in a nutshell, I am Francisca Kosman. I grew up in Moscow, Russia. I speak three languages and I was an arts child. So I was in dance classes and drama and vocals. And I went to music school and I took gu- classical guitar, choir, everything under the sun. And then I went off on my own. I started writing music at a very young age. It was always a religious experience for me because I wrote music. I'm Jewish Orthodox and I used the texts from Bi- the Bible and Psalms to write Uh, music. And I started putting out albums, one, and then two, then three, then four, and then realizing after putting in so much time, effort and money, that without marketing or building an audience, my music will not reach the amount of people I would like it for it to reach. So someone suggested I start podcasting as a tool to grow an audience to build a market for what I'm doing. An interesting side fact about what I do for Jewish Orthodox women, it's very, very tricky to be in the musical space because the Jewish men aren't allowed to listen to women sing. So it makes it very hard for building a career for a woman like me. So I started podcasting and just asking other women in my space, what do you do with your creative talents? You know, how, how do you perform? How do you find gigs? How do you build your name? So I've been one of the maybe founding women of starting or really growing this space because there have been women before me doing this and the internet really helped scale this space. But I've been one of the first women to help create a platform for other women as well. So I've been podcasting now for three and a half years and it's been the most exciting part for me because it actually got the the train rolling <laughs> and and getting my my mission and my music out there to the people so podcasting has opened doors for me it's been huge opportunity and and now i transition to helping other people find their voice or find a space within podcasting to share their mission, build an audience for what they do. I look, I work with a lot of creative people with a lot of leaders and um, entrepreneurs, of course. So that, that's me in a nutshell. I think that gives you a little bit of a background. That gave me a lot about your background, actually. And, uh, and you know, just curious, I actually looked onto your website and uh, it's, it said that you have 60 single albums you have released so far, if I'm being correct. So I'm about to release my sixth album. Each album has 10 songs. They're all original. And uh, my goal is 10 by the time I'm 30. But (laughs) this is going to be my first album release since 
my baby was born. And since I started self-producing in my own studio, which happened almost four years ago. So I'm a little, I'm three years behind on my goal, but maybe I'll be able to scale up. Well, all the best on that. And uh, just curious question, any uh, advantage that you actually took from uh, this, your singing careers or your songwriting, any advantage that you took from there to your podcasting space, any advantage? Absolutely. Number one, performance. I know a lot of podcasters go into podcasting because it's a little bit private. You get to do it in the comfort of your own studio. Uh, but you are performing, you are speaking in front of a microphone, you are public speaking. And um, the type of musician I am, I prefer working in a studio. Like I'm sitting right now in my music studio. My vocal mic is right behind this mic, this laptop. And uh, I have a music production background as well. So that definitely helps. So I'm in my studio setting, definitely my comfort zone, the performance element of it. And the editing, all that fun stuff as the music production background comes into play. I also use my own music as my intro and outro. So yeah, wow, comes in that handy. Must be, yeah, that must be pretty like authoritative, I guess, probably, you know, when someone has said intro music, it's not like you found someone on Fiverr or anywhere to create your own music. It's like your own stuff. Wow. That's, that's really awesome. You know, uh, I really like the fact when you mentioned that, you know, uh, editing is fun and stuff because I've interviewed over 40 to 50 podcasters and most of them told me this single thing, the nightmare of entire podcasting is editing. That's a nightmare. It I is mean, a like- nightmare. It's a nightmare. <laughs> you have a guest who can't stop talking or who keeps talking with you, or you have a guest who couldn't bother getting headphones or they have their kids screaming in the background and that's not their fault. I, you know, with COVID and every, all, everyone's kids being home all the time, I get it. But yeah, when you're dealing with that kind of audio, it's a nightmare. When you're dealing with a guest who can't stop talking or who has a lot of fillers or who interrupts so the interruption it's great you just cut it out as long as you as you are able to record separate tracks you could just cut them out but it help it really ruins the flow so the the tips i have is before you start the episode set your alpha space on right away explain to your guest what you expect of them because they're in your space and they're working with you you're on your lead you're you have to lead the dance here, which is nice for our episode right now, knowing that we're both podcasters. There's an understanding that we don't have to have this conversation because you understand how annoying editing is. And I understand how annoying editing is. So that's that in a nutshell. Hope that helps. Of course, of course it does. You know, uh, this is actually something that uh, really been bothering me a lot lately because I actually appeared on two to three podcasts as a guest uh, to talk about podcasting and all this stuff. And sometimes, I don't know, maybe because of the experiences I had, I can't stop talking when someone asks a question. I, I just talk and talk. So I know the effort is that. So, you know, as a podcast guest, I'm, I'm asking this. How do you actually tell them, like, you, even though you tell them it's a podcast, it's only about 30 minutes or 40 minutes. Okay. Even if you tell them, they don't necessarily stop. Okay. We can't say that, uh, you know, two minutes is up. Stop, stop, stop. Let's jump. To the, you can't say that. So any idea how to actually make, how to make sure that, uh, to like, I don't know how to say to stop, so, you know, communicate that, yeah, communicate sure. that within that time. Yeah. So there are a few options and this is 
a great skill for podcasters, but this is a real great skill for people in general. You know, your aunt starts sharing a story uninvited. How do you get her to be quiet, right? Nicely put. So number one, try to declare your expectations in advance. So that can be right before the podcast episode starts. Or as you ask the question, you could say in two, three sentences, tell us a little bit about your background, right? Instead of just say, where did you grow up? Oh, because you want to guide the conversation. You want to allow, we don't want to focus on your background because I have so many other questions I have for you, right? Um, once I was interviewed and I was too short. So she, <laughs> my host had us restart the whole recording. She said, our whole episode is 10 minutes and I want you to spend five minutes of it on your background. I said, oh, okay, great. Let's restart. So that was a little annoying. Another thing you can do is interrupt. This is your platform. You have the right to do that because if you don't, uh, then you will have to sit and edit. You're going to have to pay for it with your time and, and they will ultimately respect you for it because this is your space and you are in charge. And if you're not, if you're not stepping into that authority space, then, you know, why are they even wasting their time on your podcast? Because you don't respect yourself and your time. Right. So that's very harsh, but I, I am always working on it. It's something that's a work in progress. But one time I was on a live panel, I had four or five women I was uh, moderating on my own. And at one point, and there were probably 100, 150 people watching live. <laughs> I had to say, I'm sorry, I have to demote you from being a co-host to a panelist. Uh, because she was, she was, um, uh, she was commenting in between each panelist. And if we wanted to get through our questions, we would have never finished because we would have just been commenting on the first two questions, which it could have been great perhaps, but that wasn't what I envisioned. And I had to step into the role. I, my heart was beating so fast. I was so unhappy to have to do that. I didn't understand why I was in a space where I had to explain that, but now I know I why exactly that happened because we never got to rehearse. We never got to have a conversation with how it's going to flow because this happened and that happened. And then it just, we just started it and we never had a conversation about, about how it's going to go. So next time, if I would work with her again, I would say, it, we have to have a, a, you know, a 10 minute conversation before, not 10 minutes before we start, but like two days before, <laughs> because if you don't show up to that one, I have at least two more days to get you on to that conversation. So that just, so that was very hard. It was so public in front of so many people. I edited it out after for when it went onto the podcast. So it didn't sound so bad, <laughs> like with me being so, yeah. yeah. So I think that explains it a little bit. Now you're actually cutting it off thinking that you're actually talking a lot, aren't you? I can see Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I could see that from your eye contact. No, no, no. I was actually thinking, you know, uh, when what, the reason, one of the reasons why I actually kind of restricted my podcast from being some 50 minutes or 50 minutes is because uh, my podcast was doing really well. And some of my uh, audience reached out to me saying that you're, you're doing a great job. Every single question you're asking is about the podcasting. It's really great. But we would really appreciate if you could reduce the stories that you're saying in between the stories, which doesn't relate to podcasting. 
so you what you are trying to say is that you saying exactly how to properly intervene it's all it's all great so if i am talking about you know in my college days i was doing like this i mean like who would listen who want to listen to that when it's a podcast about podcasting who would want to listen to that so yeah that's one of the reasons why i kind of produced that uh, the feedback from my audience so that's one of the reasons so please don't worry about my contact it's actually 9:30 here i might feel sleepy so that's one of the reasons why but please provide as much value as you can and that would be great it's really stepping into your authority space understand that you're the leader you're the host even if the person you're interviewing is a billionaire or is a hollywood star or is you, you know i don't know the pope <laughs> <laughs> you are going to lead this conversation because it's your podcast and you could do it as respectfully as possible and the most respectful way to do it is to prepare however so many podcasters make the mistake of bombarding the guest with 5 million emails and instructions that are long and long or they'll send something a half an hour before the episode with important information assuming that the person will get to it very often when i have a 10:30 appointment i have i'm getting the kids out of the house i'm getting my exercise in before i start my day this and that i won't see those emails until after my appointment so yeah if you have any important information make sure it's very concise you send it away in advance maybe confirm once again don't send 5 million forms and questionnaires it, it it will get lost i would just won't take you seriously anymore i'll say you know this is too much work for me i can't handle it sorry wow 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 you know uh, to be honest i was actually writing down a procedures like the teen whisperer podcast procedure i was writing it down before the episode like uh, thanks for coming on to the show this is the podcast it's all about this is the timings i was writing it down so this is a one page on google docs so that i can sh- share them the link to anyone you know i can just change the name so i guess i would might be useful to like you're saying i'm not going to email anyone just going to share the uh, google docs link so they can also look into it probably a day before i think that would be uh, really effective as well so coming on to this one thing i found on your uh, website is that the podcast checklist okay the podcast checklist is something that i have been seeing literally on every space who is uh, having their own podcast production or you know a podcast for podcasters like buzzsprout or uh, wherever it is any idea any tip that you want to give to someone like me or someone who's starting their podcast for podcasters and they want to create a checklist any idea that you want to give any tip that you want to give them that would differentiate from all the competitors out there anything like that well the checklist is just a guide it's just a suggestion it really it's not going to eliminate all the decision making and the overwhelm that comes with starting a podcast i work with clients I actually removed my checklist as one of my freebies. I I know it's still on my Instagram, I think, but I removed it because the I'm going to overwhelm my my audience by giving them so many more things they need to think about. I do the opposite actually. When my clients come to me, the only thing we create is a workflow. I make all the I'll ask them a few questions and then I'll decide for them. what hosting platform they should use what microphones they should get wh- how you know maybe what the intro should be what the music should be maybe i'll give them two three options instead of 5 million options right so that's the service i provide i remove the overwhelm and we take care of everything and then they're left with a workflow which is much better than a checklist i mean technically it's a checklist but it's not how to start a podcast it's this is the first step to recording make sure you record split tracks and make sure your microphone is on and maybe test it beforehand and then the next thing is record and then edit and then upload and then create you know an email list and an audiogram 
and you know, all these different things. So it's a checklist essentially that we create, not how to start a podcast a podcast, but how to create a sustainable flow. And I might take five steps out for a certain podcaster because it's too much for them to sustainably continue podcasting. That's part of the, the awesome thing that we're able to do is see, you know, are you able to take on YouTube and do video as well? Can you do emails? Can you take on whatever else doing freebies? So so that all goes into it. And we sim- the whole idea is to make it as simple and beautiful as possible so it's sustainable. That's the key to podcasting. The worst thing you can do is start a podcast and throw it out eight episodes later, okay? That worsens your credibility. And the reason people start podcasts is to build credibility or to build a name or build a brand, grow an audience. So you want to be set up so you can do it for a long time. And that's the goal. Wow. You know, just, just one point that I want to touch when you were saying that is hosting platform, because recently I came across this post uh, while seeing is that there are many free hosting platforms, of course, Anchor, you know, Podbean, and a lot of free hosting platforms are there. So what, um, you know, what is the differentiation when it comes to this paid hosting platforms and free? I mean, like, obviously you don't suggest Anchor to your clients, if I'm being correct. Uh, because a free hosting platform doesn't give a lot of customer care, uh, you know, uh, customer support, if I'm being correct, and all of the other stuff. So how do you differentiate what to give and what not to give? Okay, so the classic responses, the the free, the free hosting platforms, you are hosting with them and you don't have so much control over anything. So sorry for the interruption. I'd just like you to know that if you're a brand or an individual who requires micro-content creation services, or you want someone to repurpose your content in an effective way, then Jeffrey's here to help you. Now enjoy the rest of your episode. With other, with paid, you know you're paying for your space and it's going on there. And, and, you're paying for something, you know, like when you're getting something for free, you're like, Hmm, what are they going to want from me in return? (laughs) (laughs) When are they going to ask me for that favor? So that's sort of how I look at it. Any of my clients, you know, the people who come to me and say, Oh, what hosting platform should I use? Yeah. I don't, I can't afford anything. I don't, I, you know, I'm using my phone as a mic or I got myself a $25 mic. Okay, great. Go use anchor. Bye. If somebody comes to me and is spending a couple of thousand dollars with me, they're going to pay for their hosting platform so they can have a reliable hosting platform. And that's really what it is. And there are technicalities. I, I'm not going to go into them, but the, if you want to go and read the fine print, you'll see there is a difference between paid and free hosting platforms. Wow. You know, the one of the reasons is that uh, I was actually, uh, I actually interviewed uh, James Mulvaney. He's actually this founder of uh, podcast.co matchmaker.fm. So when I was interviewing him, I was actually asking him, so he has his own uh, hosting platform company. So I asked him like, there are tons of uh, free hosting platforms out there. Then why would someone actually go and pay 
for their you know a hosting platform so you actually mentioned customer support as the major so but like you mentioned it's like your clients i mean like you want to work with the dream dream clients you don't want to work with someone who's having 20 dollar mic because that might take too much of your time consulting and doing everything so that's uh, and that's that's entirely suggestible so actually what what skills should one you know learn to do all of this so to do what you are doing right now podcasting is knowledge is one i can totally agree on that but other skills something someone should also learn right so what do the things that you are suggesting okay so before i answer that question i'll go back to the first one the good news is you could always switch even the free platforms if you want to you can switch over to a paid platform whenever you want you could also switch from paid to unpaid so you're not really committed uh there might be seo like things that come up when you switch that may hurt you but it's not the biggest deal to have to switch hosting platforms i just want to put in that disclaimer regarding the most important qualities to a podcaster or or characteristics that should be worked on i would say number one is listening if you can listen you can be a good podcaster and that's for interviewer based but also if you're on your own if you're a solo host listen to what your audience is saying look at your numbers look listen <laughs> take in the feedback don't just be like somebody who puts out to be silent yeah yeah there you go oh actually actually i'll uh, just kind of rephrase it a little bit uh, so you are what you are doing right now so podcast expert podcast strategist so you have the learn, learn, knowledge of podcasting what skills that you actually need plus in order to uh, you know add yourself to become a podcast expert that skills oh to become a podcasting expert great well listening is definitely going to work for that as well keep learning so there are new uh platforms apps different things that are coming out all the time so if you're industry curious and you're reading all the new newsletters and articles that come out about the industry and the new platforms i I am beta I'm a beta tester for many new apps that are there for podcasters that are coming out. Um another thing by learning also I'm in courses, I'm learning from other podcasting experts all the time. I want to know what other people are doing, teaching and saying. I think uh, having 3 years be- under my belt is a, quali- a qualifying element. And uh you know the learning aspect always listening and learning i have changed my production settings being open to change your microphone setting being open to what makes you an expert interviewing other podcasters but asking them on the behind the scenes questions to really know what their downloads are what are their tricks to boost um are there seasons that are good to be releasing or not do you take breaks it's really so individualized because it really depends on your audience. I say this all the time. If your audience are moms, right, versus corporate employees who are looking to break out and start their own businesses or are you podcasting to teenagers? You want to accommodate their schedules and their seasons and what's going on in their life. Cool. You know, uh just just one curious question is that um so as a podcaster if someone is there a podcaster and like you mentioned as once you are a podcaster then only you actually transition to become a podcast expert and you know you uh, become like you had a team and all of the everything and stuff so any suggestion that you want to give to the people to find 
the team of people there are many ways of course to find freelancers you know you can hire and all of that stuff but as a starting like you if you're just a guy who's just sitting and recording doing all the production you have excel the production you know how to edit and all of that stuff you have excel how to top your podcast on you know apple rankings or spotify wherever it is and now you want to help other people any way how to uh, you know build a team in order according to that because when i saw your website you said uh, you hit the record we take care of the rest i saw we that so obviously you will have a bunch of people behind you any idea how to start something like that the we stuff i'm asking so i have to become a production agency yeah so building a team accordingly i mean like i don't know there are many podcasts who are inter- ext- like extremely introverts i mean like they do talk a lot with their own host guest and all a lot of that stuff but it comes to you know the work and everything stuff or the transitioning they get stuck they don't know how so- to close the deal and stuff so yeah originally it was we take care of, our, of everything and then i transitioned it to your team which is we right i'll i'll educate your team so it's not on you so there's a separation between you and your team but i included their their team and us like we're going to train them in and let and teach them how to do everything that's how i set up right now i don't do production agency another thing i just thought of that you asked what makes you a podcasting expert when people start coming to you with questions that's how you that's people have been coming to me asking me for questions way before I was calling myself a podcasting expert but that was sort of a natural transition for me a natural pivot and not just podcasting questions i started out as a business coach in general and then i niched down to podcasting because I've already been in the space where people are coming to me creative people musicians and then podcasters who come to me for advice for help for guidance and that's where that transition happened for me. Nice nice. So uh just one question totally out of the box I always ask my guest. Uh so is it morning or evening there actually? Uh what time morning. is it around? Morning, okay. So who was actually the last person that you made smile yesterday? this is a tricky like, question <laughs> no but like we don't see so many people right with covid how many people do you uh, see a day uh, who did i make no video calls. Could this, my daughter count yeah my daughters yeah of course <laughs> okay great does it does i don't i don't know it's actually one person asked me same like three show. people every yeah. day <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's a situation everywhere i mean like so now you're staying in russia or you're somewhere else currently I live in Philadelphia in the United States. You are in US. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Wait, uh just two more questions before, you know, closing the entire session is that. So, this actually I want to ask like as a podcaster, what would you give as some of the branding strategies like to, you know, position yourself as someone who's a very good known podcaster? Like what branding strategies that you used and you give out some tips as well? Okay, can you be a little bit more specific on what you're looking for? Social media, gr- audience growth. Uh, pos- not not social media. Social media is something that everyone probably must have seen. Uh po- probably as a podcaster itself, someone who's listening to your podcast. I mean like branding on social media is obviously with colors and all of that people can do that, but branding in a podcast, like pe- when people listen to you, you know, you will have positioned yourself as an expert or someone who talks about this. So, how did you brand yourself and any tips for that? So I know I've said that with interviewing you have to step into the leadership space and own that space. So it's the same with whatever title you take up upon yourself. For example, 
you know, you could be a teacher and not insist on your kids, your students calling you Mrs. Whatever. You could just say, just call me, you know, Tali, or just call me this. You, you have to own your title. You have to gain the confidence. You have to learn, keep learning and excelling in your skills. So, but it, it's a mindset thing. You definitely have to be courageous enough and brave enough to own that title. But it's really all about that. And when you're aligned with your title, with what you offer, with what you know, then the people you are trying to attract will come to you. Uh, I guess it probably depends on, you know, this uh, style, which you were mentioning. So obviously every single on, uh, podcaster will have their own style uh, because me, I'm also always a fast talker. That's what people actually remind me for when it comes to podcasting. So obviously there are many podcasters like Tim Ferriss or Gary Vaynerchuk. So Gary Vaynerchuk is known for his enthusiasm, his charismatic, his sound, his voice, his words, obviously. So I guess probably uh, I think it depends on the style. Wow, that's great. So one final question is that, uh, what would you actually give as the best tip in the whole world for a fellow podcaster to grow, which should not be found on the internet? Extremely your version. It's a disclaimer. I think that's impossible. <laughs> Let's try <laughs> your best. To one tip, just embrace who you are. And I'm sure it says that somewhere on the internet because why wouldn't it? But embrace who you are. Don't try to copy other people. Don't try to be like another podcast. Don't try to. The more you are in touch with who you are and what your strengths are, the greater the podcast that you want to create is going to be. Focusing in on your strengths. It's, it's, it's more called on the imposter syndrome, if I'm being correct. That's what people uh, call it. Like. Uh, we say, see someone, we get inspired by them and we want to become like entirely their style. Obviously, they're already someone like that. But yeah, yeah, I can totally agree on that because I was trying to be someone like some other podcasters. But yeah, can I totally agree on that? So I hit you very close, <laughs> right? In a very no, it's, hot, uh, hot topic. I, I, I mean, um, who wasn't actually, uh, you know, who never tried to be someone else. I mean, like we definitely start up uh, after looking at someone else. I mean, like, I started my podcast only after looking at Gary Vaynerchuk and some of the other podcasters. So obviously I may try to become someone else, but yeah, I guess it just uh, grows over time. So well, you want to ins get inspired by other people and always mm -hmm. keep learning from other people, but you don't have to become them. Yeah. You don't have to copy everything they're doing. Great. So uh, do you want to ask me anything? Anything that uh, table's turned right now? Any question that you have for me? Well, is there anything we talked about today that you felt like was mm -hmm. incorrect or new or something that you disagreed with? Well, the first and third thing that you said, incorrect and disagreed, I can't because you are the expert more than me. Obviously, I couldn't do that. And something new are the things that I uh, actually learned a lot relating to it. But yeah, I mean, like, see, when we are saying that the style which you're mentioning, I think that's what's something that I want to improve more on as well. Uh, I am more trying to copy from others, if I'm being correct, like what the style that they are doing, the questions and all of this stuff. Maybe I will have to try some new more as well. So, yeah, that's what no, I would So you could get inspired and say, oh, they do these box questions. Great idea. Let me come up with my own that fit my theme or fit the type of guests I have. You know, that's OK. Definitely. Um, don't create, reinvent the wheel. There are tools out there. You want to use them, but saying, I'm going to copy everything this person is doing. Well, 
don't because that already exists. You have to make it your own, right? If, if you are uncomfortable with how you sound, you think you're too fast or you're uncomfortable with your accent or your stutter, or I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about any podcaster. You have to embrace that. You have to fall in love with that part of yourself. And then other people will follow you because they will connect with you on that point. Wow. That's really great. So Francisca, thank you so much for coming on to the show. It really, really means a lot. Uh, so if in case my audience and any one of the persons that would love to work with you want to find you, uh, where would that be? At Francisca Music on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much, Jeffrey, for having me. This was so fun. Thank you so much. So guys, I'll definitely give you everything in the description so you guys can go check out our podcast, our links and uh, her albums. If you guys love it, you can definitely go and check it out as well. And uh, I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much, Francisco. Awesome. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions about podcasting, then DM JB Ditchley on Instagram or send her a message on LinkedIn at Jeffrey Booth DJ. If you're a brand or individual who requires micro content creation services, then you can also reach out to Jeffrey as well. 